Okay, uh, we'll get started. Well, welcome everybody to the Environmental and Natural Resources Subcommittee of the Regulations Committee, and uh, thank y'all for all being here. We have two documents on the agenda today, so we're going to get started after we have a prayer. Representative Burns, if you can pray for us. Let's pray. Our Father, we're thankful again for another day that you've given us. We ask you to be with us. We ask for your wisdom and guidance in the things that we're doing, and ask you to be with each participant here today. Bless us and keep us in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks, sir. Appreciate that. <clears throat> First up, we have document 4807, dealing with State Crop Pest Commission. And we have someone from, from Clemson, uh, where the uh, Pest Commission is housed here. So, uh, but, uh, Michael Wright. Appreciate you being here, Michael. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, members of the committee, thank you for your time this morning. I also want to thank staff as well for all the work that they've done uh, to help us to get to this point. Um, uh, my name is Michael Wright, uh, Director of Government Affairs for Clemson University. And uh, also have uh, Dr. Steve Cole, uh, Director of Regulatory Services, and Stephen Long, uh, Assistant Director for Plant Industry uh, at Clemson University. And also I want to thank Cam Crawford, President of South Carolina Forestry Association as well for being here this morning. Um, I'm just going to uh, real quickly, uh, uh, Dr. Cole will uh, come up in just a second and kind of give you the details uh, of what we have before you this morning. But I just want to again thank you for your time and uh, these two proposed uh, regulations for uh, plant pest. But Mr. Chairman, if I, if I can, I call up Dr. Cole and, and let him go through the details of, of, uh, of those two uh, regulations this morning. I'll be fine. Sir. Thank you, Michael. As Michael said, I've got uh, two detects of, of a plant pest in South Carolina that we'd like to uh, submit regulations to be adopted. Uh, the first is um, a plant pest known as Bengal Day Flower, Comalinga bengalensis. It is an invasive plant that is currently listed by USDA as a noxious weed. Uh, we've detected this plant in Dorchester and Aiken counties, and we hope to establish a, a formal quarantine through these regulations that will help us establish an eradication and control program for South Carolina landowners and work to prevent neighboring states from implementing um, external quarantines which could affect trade with our uh, internal uh, growers. This quarantine will be a farm by farm quarantine. Um, we're identifying areas where the quarantine needs to be in place, where there's detections of this plant pest. And we're working with the farmers one-on-one -on -one to eradicate and control um, this pest. Uh, so right now we're, we're asking that these uh, regulations be adopted so that we can can enter into a formal uh, regulatory response if we detect this in other areas in our state. We're also working with Extension to uh, come up with plans to assist growers uh, in preventing the spread of this pest. The second pest is the emerald ash borer, uh, Agrilius planipensis, and it's a wood boring insect that attacks ash trees. Uh, we detected it last year in Greenville, Spartanburg, and Oconee counties. And the USDA has already established a federal quarantine covering the majority of north and southeastern U.S. And a state quarantine will allow Clemson to regulate the pest in lieu of deferring to the federal quarantine. Uh, this will be a statewide quarantine, and the statewide quarantine is supported by the forest industry and the South Carolina Forestry Commission. Uh, because of the impact of this pest, we feel that that's the only way to, uh, to try to develop a plan for control. Uh, right now the science is telling us that there's not really a, a valid eradication plan for the emerald ash borer. 
So in order for us to, uh, to really try to slow down the spread to other states, this is the best method uh, based on the science and it's the recommendation from our state forester as well. Um, if y'all have any questions um, about those two, I will stop now and, and allow y'all to ask me what you would like. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think I heard you mention this, but I wanted to make sure. So the, our quarantine and, and our system is not going to cause problems with the federal uh, situation as well. I believe you That's did correct. reference that, but I want to make That's sure correct. that we're not getting yes. into it. The USDA reviews the quarantines that we propose, and they've already reviewed these, and, and they require us to be in concert with them when we're adopting quarantine regulations, and, and we've gotten their approval on both of these. Now, this also includes fees and fines. Yes, ma'am. And they are in line with the other categories of this level of, of situation and, and yes, ma'am. Perfect. Yes, Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you, Mr. Good Chairman. questions. Might ask you just one question out sure. of curiosity. Uh, years ago, I, you might even know this, but is this similar to what we had that just about wiped out the ash trees in the south? Uh, like, I mean, what? 50, 40, 50 years ago, is it? Or do you remember anything like that? I'm not sure. Um, there was a, I should have researched that a little more, but I just wondered if it was the same thing, but I think that's kind of what it was, but it's curious about the, that. The, the scientists are telling us this probably will have a devastating effect and already has, yeah, and yeah. It, we're the 33rd state, I believe, in the United States to have this pest. It's originally from Asia, and it has really changed the landscape in the northeastern part of our country. Um, there are a lot of ash trees that are planted as ornamental plants in, in cities in the northeast, and they have had to uh, completely cut those out and replant, and it's cost millions of dollars. Um, fortunately for us in South Carolina, it's not a primary uh, wood product type tree that's coveted by uh, foresters, but there is an aesthetic value and, and obviously an, an environmental value to this tree. So we're, we're concerned about the pest being here. Um, there's not a whole lot right now that we think we can do to control it. Uh, the quarantine may slow it down and allow the science to catch up with the problem and, and come up with some answers for us, and we're hopeful that'll happen. That's great. Representative Burns. Yes, sir. Uh, how long have you been zeroed in on this particular problem and been working on it to get to the conclusion of where we are today? We've been sampling for this pest for at least five years in South Carolina. Uh, it has been in North Carolina and Georgia for a number of years. I think 2011 is when it was detected in Georgia. And there are counties that border our state in Georgia and in North Carolina that have had that pest for years. And this is the first year we've been able to detect it. We've been setting traps for about six years. I understand. Thank you. You said Greenville, Spartanburg is where you were detected in that upstate. Yes, sir, and Oconee. Oconee, yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Any more questions? Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. I think we have Cam Crawford, Forester Service. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm Cam Crawford. I'm president of the Forestry Association. As you may know, we represent the forest industry in South Carolina. Uh, that includes pulp and paper mills, lumber mills, timberland owners, foresters, the whole wood supply chain. Um, and we strongly support this action. Um, give you a little background. Georgia did it the wrong way. They had a county by county quarantine. That really makes no sense. I mean, they're not going to stop at a county line. <laughs> you know, these things just keep on moving. They have since reversed their course of action. They, they had such a revolt with the industry and landowners that now they have a statewide quarantine. That is the only sensible way to, to go about this. Um, we uh, praise Clemson and the pest um, crop 
um, control commission for coming up with this solution because it makes a lot more sense. And all the wood, which really gets down, we, we want to respect the science of it, but on a practical basis, if you have a county by county quarantine, it causes problems with the mills. Okay, where did this you know, wood come from? And then you got to stop, and then you got all your log trucks backed up while you're stopping and checking and all this. This is a much more sensible way, and we just fully endorse it and really appreciate them and praise Clemson for handling it the way they have. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Questions? Anybody? Okay. Thank you all. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. We have a motion. Send motion. <clears throat> we have a motion to uh, to send full committee. Uh, you have any call the roll. Okay. Mr. Chairman. Aye. Mr. Burns. Aye. Ms. Erickson. Aye. All right. Three uh, approved and uh, none opposed. So uh, we're moving on. That that'll go to full committee. Next, we have document uh, 4799, <clears throat> dealing with seasons, limits, methods of take, special use restrictions on wildlife management areas. And uh, I believe we have somebody from DNR here to uh, uh, Mr. Duke, Billy Dukes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, members of the committee and staff. Um, I'm Billy Dukes. I'm Chief of Wildlife with South Carolina DNR. Uh, the regulations package you have before you, which is document 4799, uh, contains modifications to our WMA hunt regulations, uh, turkey youth day regulations, antlerless deer regulations, and bear hunting regulations. Um, this is largely a cleanup and consolidation of obsolete language from, resulting from uh, uh, the, the, the deer bill, which was act number 257 of 2016, and the bear bill, which was act number 71 of 2017. Uh, these regulations also establish South Fenwick Island as a wildlife management area, uh, set the bear season and bear quota outside of Game Zone 1 as required by Act Number 71 of 2017, uh, and provides for the establishment of public bird dog training areas on WMAs and makes other, other minor modifications to our existing regulations. And I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Good. Thanks, sir. Questions, anybody? President Erickson. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Any pushback from the, our citizens on, on these regulations? I know we passed, I, I read the act, so I got brought up to speed on that. So they obviously had the chance to speak out during that process. But right. during these regulatory, I mean, no, no citizen concerns, anything like that, that, that were brought to bear on, on their access and, nope. No, ma'am. Uh, these are uh, largely liberalizations of our existing regs. Uh, the, the bear season uh, was, was uh, very much in line with what we had prior to passage of Act Number 71 of, of 2017, and now uh, we've had no, no complaints or pushback whatsoever. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make sure that uh, since Representative Hickson is here, and uh, he's intimately involved with any of this. I'd like to know if Representative Hickson would be allowed to speak, if he has any comments or any objections or anything. I've well, been waiting for, that, for him to speak. Come, come on up. Come yeah, on up. I just want to ask a question about the public bird dog training areas. Yes, sir. I, I haven't heard of that before, and I see it's new. Yes, sir. And 
I think you said all wildlife management area, but I think it designates certain ones. Right. Um, I, I think it gives us the authority uh, that if this was were to pass, it would give us the authority to set additional or to establish additional public bird dog training areas. At this time, we're only proposing four. That's correct. And uh, what this is, it's this is the uh, the public land equivalent of something we've had for many years on private lands, where we have uh, private bird dog training areas. But uh, someone heretofore who did not own land did not have anywhere to train bird dogs, and so we are taking subsets or or, or uh, discrete parcels of our WMAs and designating them as these bird dog training areas. I think it's great. That's Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Appreciate that. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. I want to follow up on that because I remembered reading that section and thought that was a great opportunity. Um, but I'm going to follow up on Representative Hickson's question. I don't see where it reads that you can designate other areas. I mean, I might not be reading it clearly, but um, it, it seems to say in, in the verbiage that you have these, these places, and I I guess I'm going to look at staff and say, I want to make sure you don't have to come back is right. what I'm trying to do is not, not, I'm trying to stop you right now. I'm trying to keep you from having to come back to us and add er other right. areas. I, I understand that and I appreciate that. I think that if we were to, um, to establish others, uh, you know, on name WMAs, I think we would have to come back anyway. Okay. And um, so I, I don't think that gets us, gets us away from that. Um, we've never had this before. Uh, we're kind of, kind of wading into it slowly. Okay. Uh, to make sure that there are no conflicts or repercussions that we have not anticipated. We've, uh, we've thoroughly, thoroughly investigated the possibility. We've been over to Georgia. Uh, mm -hmm. They've done this for years, and they tell us they have no user conflicts or anything like that. But at any rate, we have one in each one of our, of our administrative regions mm -hmm. and, uh, and hope to get those up and running over the next 12 to, 12 to 15 months, and then we would kind of expand from there as, as we're able to do Just so. Just trying to get, you, get us out of your hair. That's all I was trying to do. Thank you for that, by sure. the way. Ms. Deuce, I appreciate that. Any more questions? You okay? All right, good deal. All right, well, thanks, sir. Thank appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, we have a motion to, okay, have a motion to send to full committee. Or will you give me one at? All right, Mr. Burns? All right. Mr. Chumley? Aye. Ms. Erickson? Aye. Okay, three voting. Yes, in favor. No, none. Uh, and so we have a um, uh, motion passes. Goes to full committee. Unless uh, anybody else has anything further on this, we'll uh, stand adjourned. Y'all are quick. <laughs> <laughs>